Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. On this show, I have talked at length about the importance of eating enough protein, but sometimes eating protein throughout the day can be a challenge. However, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts and is the perfect addition to your day. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, over 10% of your daily value. It's one of the highest protein nuts out there. But that's not all. Pistachios are also known for their fiber and better for you unsaturated fats, which we all need in our diet. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on your summer adventures. So whether you're dropping off the kids or running between meetings, fuel up with a healthy and tasty snack. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Thank you for tuning into Balance Black Girl. My name is Les. I am your host, and I really appreciate you tuning in today. So this week is going to be the last week of our Black Women Doing Cool Shit series. So all month long, I've been sitting down with some of my favorite Black women content creators to chat about what they've been up to. And we've had so many great conversations this month. So if you haven't tuned into the other episodes, make sure you get caught up. And today, I'm really excited to be joined by one of my favorite TikTokers. Miss Simone Alyssa, who creates just the most beautiful content, yet your personality and relatability shines through. So it's like gorgeous and perfect looking, but also doesn't make us feel bad. If that makes sense. And it's like you balance that so beautifully. So I'm so excited to have you here. What a lovely introduction. It's Thank you so much. All true. All true. You're such a professional at this. So bear with me. <laughs> no. You're amazing. You'll be just fine. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And I have to say, welcome back to LA. Thank you. you. Moved back a few months ago. How long yes. have you been back here? Literally like a month and a half. Okay. I got here April 1st. So still so fresh. Very fresh. Yeah. So I would love to talk about that a little bit more and just about moving. My crazy moving. <laughs> moving a little bit because you just got back to LA about a month and a half ago. Yes. You have lived here before. Yes. But I would love to, let's do like, a map of Simone. Let's oh, talk Lord. about the cities that you've been in. Okay. Recently? Yeah. Or ever? <laughs> well, yeah. Let's do ever. Oh, gosh. That would be a long journey. <laughs> so I lived in New York for a very short time after college. Mm -hmm. And Where then I go moved to, to West Virginia. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up in Santa Barbara, mm -hmm. ended up going to high school in Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. where my grandparents are from originally. They've never lived anywhere else. And so 
West Virginia was like an hour away from Pittsburgh. So it was just like a quick thing. But I really thought I was going to USC for most of my life. So that was very big transition. But I feel like it was a part of my journey that I'm glad I went through. And then I moved to Chicago. And then I lived in LA. Obviously, I've lived here. This is my third time living in LA which is crazy. I also lived in Seattle, which I know you're from Seattle. Yes. And then I've lived in Salt Lake City, Park City area. And I feel like I'm missing one, but this Nashville. is Nashville. Oh, Nashville. Oh, not, <laughs> not you know it. <laughs> like because Nashville. Whole process. Right. That, you know, you were asking yeah. the audience, like, where should I go? And ended up in Nashville. Oh, in Cleveland. I lived in a hotel in Cleveland during that. the pandemic. I that's think that like was when I, was... I first started okay, talking that's... when you were in the hotel. Yeah, that that's my like dream team fam. Like when I think of the people who are like my OGs, they're like, I've been here since hotel days. I remember period. your like wake up videos. Yes. Like the lofty and the, this is so specific, but I remember lofty. the lofty in the hotel. That was my first PR that I ever got was like a, the lofty. And I was like, you did that because the content was great. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, like beautiful. Not me getting PR. Yeah. Like, I was like, it just shows up. How do they know your yeah. address? I felt very like. I was like, oh, okay, this is a thing. Yeah. When you start receiving stuff, it does feel like, okay, this is different. Yeah. And it was never the plan. I was never planning to be a full-time creator. So for me, it was just like very surreal. I was like, oh, people do this for a living. How did that transition happen? Um, so originally I got on TikTok because I am a crazy ops girly. So like my background (laughs) is building internal infrastructures for retail and beauty startups. So I do really heavy ops and I'm really analytical based. So my thing was, is I was a domain hunter. Do you know what a domain hunter is? So you go and buy a bunch of like website names and all different types of names, like on GoDaddy.com. And then people who want to use those names come and pay you for them. Oh, so So, those are people who upcharge for the... the Yeah, that's me. (laughs) I mean, it's smart though. It was like a little side hustle hustle because I was like never really on social media. I had Instagram maybe like once after college and then I tried it again, like some at some point in my career, but I never really had social media. Yeah. Because I was always working like crazy, crazy hours. Mm -hmm. I used to work like 17 hours a day in seven different time zones. Which is wild. So it was, yeah, it was quite a bit. Never had any time for social media. So going, circling back to that, I was taking, I saw that it was Musical.ly at the time or music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this was, it would have been October of 2019. Mm -hmm. And then the next week it switched, everything switched over to TikTok. Mm -hmm. It was this crazy transition. So I was like taking a couple of names of like people (laughs) from Instagram and like I was like, oh, I got to get all the accounts I can get. And then people started asking me for their names back. And then it became this thing of like, okay, so you're on it. So how do you use it? So I started posting just to figure out the trends so that I could like report back. I had this like little newsletter which is so that's weird because <laughs> I'm such a back-end person, yeah. you know? So like that's how it started. So yeah. I only – and back then nobody was posting. Right. So it was easy to grow. Mm-hmm. It was it was extremely by default and luck and timing. I had no strategy around it. And I've switched my niche a million times. So it's not like I was doing anything specific. And then, yeah, it kind of took off from there. But I kept my full-time job for – about another year and a half. Yeah. And then I went full time last year, January. That It is amazing to me that you have been creating content for such a short time because the content is so well done. Thank you. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I would have thought that you had been doing this for years. Really? Yeah. Years and years. Yeah. No, I had no idea how to use it. <laughs> like, yeah. But I think to your point, 
you having that ops brain of learning how things work mm-hmm. also makes sense where it's like you took the time to learn how it works and then implemented. Yeah, I guess that was it. And, you know, I think also it's one of those things that Instagram was very static image heavy, right? And I was never good at that. Mm-hmm. I hated being in front of the camera. So that was never my thing. But when video came out, it just was, I don't know, like my mode. Like yeah. that's how I like to create. So I guess that's like what happened is just finding your medium, if you will, of like what works for you. But I would have never made it. If it was another photo app, I wouldn't have used it, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it just speaks to like timing, a little luck, interest, obviously in learning something new and then it being the actual medium that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point about video kind of unlocking a different form of creativity. Mm -hmm. Because I, like most people, definitely complained about the introduction. Actually, I still complain. I was complaining before we started recording about creating video, (laughs) about now doing video episodes of the podcast. So I'm not going to act like I no longer complain. But I do think that with video, there is so much opportunity to tell stories in different ways that photos are very flat, like literally and metaphorically. Mm -hmm. There's only so many different ways that you can tell a story in a photo, but there's an infinite number of ways that you can still tell a story via video. Definitely. And I feel like your medium is obviously a podcast, right? So it's like everybody has their medium. I think before this, I never saw myself as a creative ever. I was like, oh, I was like, I am, I couldn't even understand my creative friends Mm -hmm. because I was just like, I'm so, I think a lot of people in general, but I think women that are career driven kind of hang on to their personal identity is attached to what they do for work. So my whole thing was like, oh no, I'm just like, I'm a little analytical nerd. Like that was my thing. Like, oh, I'm just operations. I don't do, I I could never understand marketing or creative and I never worked on those teams. So I never saw myself as a creative until I was like, oh, (laughs) this is my full-time job. Like I definitely am a creator Mm -hmm. and a creative. Mm Mm-hmm. And expanding that definition of creativity and what it could look like. Yeah. So talking a little bit more about your moves, I would love to talk about just starting over and what starting over in various cities has been like for you. If there's been anything that you've learned, either learned about yourself, learned about environments that you like or don't like from the moves that you've made? Yeah. Um, so I started moving because I've always worked in startup culture. I've never really been, I had one corporate job, but even on that team, I was working within a small subset of teams. So we were like a startup operating in a corporate setting, which mm-hmm. was interesting. So I've always worked for startups and sometimes that's required travel, lots of travel for sure. And then that kind of gave me the bug to start moving. And then I would move for jobs And then that turned into once I was a full-time creator, I was like, I can live anywhere I want. So why wouldn't I? And I've definitely made some mistakes along the way, just being in leases and not like, I think the common misconception is that I'm doing like leases that are just like, oh yeah, just, you know, a couple months here and there. I'm not. Yeah. And it would seem like being in different environments could also spark different areas of your creativity just because it's, I've followed you through a few different moves now. And each time you're in a new place, there is like a slightly different flavor to what you share. Maybe in some cities you shared a little bit more about dating. And then in other cities, you would share a little bit more about rebuilding your wardrobe. And it's kind of a different perspective based on where you are. That's so interesting. I never thought of it like that, but yeah, it really is. I, I went a little crazy on the dating scene in Nashville. 
And that became (laughs) the videos that everybody loved were all my dating things. And pretty much the only reason I left Nashville is because I realized Nashville is very small and it was becoming a little bit of a problem, actually, if you want some tea. Absolutely. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was the tipping point for me was going on a date with somebody who... I have already cleared this to share. So he's like, but he probably doesn't listen to Balanced Black Girl, let's be honest. Amy, uh, yeah, I don't he's special like, no ops, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> Men do not listen to this show. <laughs> so he's special ops and he had just got done telling me that like there's some things he can tell me, some things he can't tell me. And it's like, because there's a base outside of Nashville. So like it was legit. Yeah. Um, and he just got done like being very serious about this and saying, you know, I was like trying to explain to him. I was like, well, I'm kind of in the public. Like I don't love that for me either, but I'm telling you. So it was like jump ship now. Like right. this is your out. And he was like, no, 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 it'll be fine. This lovely lady, one of my part, somebody a part of the community comes up and goes, Is this contestant number 13? Because I'm rooting for while you're on the date. Yes. And he was sitting right there. Correct. And he had just told you that. Correct. It was like, it was one of those things you you only see in like a movie. Like it was so the timing was just the comedic timing was glorious. Like honestly, chef's kiss. I like looked at her, I was like, you have no idea what good on you. It was so funny to me. It wasn't funny to him, obviously. Yeah, he was probably terrified. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, like you weren't joking. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, um, never heard from him again, obviously. <laughs> I mean. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I don't. When people do stuff like that, even if someone followed you and like wanted to come up and say hi, that's one thing. Yeah. But to make a reference about the dates that you go on in front of somebody that you're on a date with, yeah. I am like, friends, really? Yeah. And I'm not a big creator of like that to have that but that happened to me a lot in Nashville so I'm like the Nashville girlies really do ride hard and I actually really miss them like now I'm I realize I took I just didn't think about how important community is even though Mm -hmm. I think it just scared me a little because I'm such an introvert Mm -hmm. and I was just like I had people show up at my apartment and because I realized I filmed in my apartment and because I had all that the 360 glass everybody knew where I lived And that started to become like a really weird thing for me. I was like, guys, like, and it's just so odd because I'm such a small creator in the grand scheme of things. But I feel like it was just very Nashville specific content. So it was only going to people who lived in Nashville. But it was also just such a fun summer. I had friends visiting every other weekend. So it was a great time. I just don't know if it was feasible long term for me to like continue to live the way I was living there. It's wild time. like a good place for a season. Yes. Like the experience. It was a great season. <laughs> it was an amazing season. The yeah. experience, but maybe not for forever. Yeah. But those dating vlogs, I'm telling you. I remember. What a I vibe. remember a lot of them. And it, <laughs> it is fun to watch. I mean. It's fun to watch. Yeah. But like I was living that. I went on 30 first dates in 45 days. Were you tired as an introvert? Like, does that get tired? Oh, yeah. That's why I left. Yeah. And that's why I literally went to the middle of nowhere, Park City Mountains. (laughs) I was like, I'm out of here. You will never see or hear from me again. Just to get some quiet time. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But what a time. What a time to be alive. Yeah. And it sounds like it's so long ago. I know. It was also like last year? It was last summer. (laughs) But like a lifetime. Living in dog years at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I am too because I remember watching a lot of this and it feels like it was five years ago. And I'm like, no, that was last year. Last year. I thought about that too, like going into this summer. Yeah. Like it doesn't even feel like summer's coming. No. Well, the weather in LA has also been so weird. It hasn't felt like Everywhere. Everywhere has been weird. Even when I was in Miami, it was like freezing. It's like, no, I didn't come here for this. It's not giving. No. 
it's starting to slowly get better. Yeah. Now, so hopefully. So what brought you back to LA? I feel like LA is just really home for me in an odd way. I don't necessarily love it because mm-hmm. I I feel like I'm not I think at the season in my life, I've really outgrown caring about pretty much everything. <laughs> you know, Relatable. like I think you, yes. I, you get older and you just don't care anymore. I yes. don't, I don't care what other people are doing. I don't mm-hmm. care where other people are going. And it's like, but LA is not built like that. Like yeah. you kind of have, especially in the industry we're in, it's yeah. like a part of the whole game of it all is seeing what other people are doing and where they're going. And like, I just, which is why I'm kind of maybe winding down content for a while. We'll see what happens. But I just, I'm at a stage in my life where we're not curing cancer here. Like, right. <laughs> hate to hate to break it to everybody, but right. we're just not. And it's like, I just want to get back to my whys, mm-hmm. like why I'm doing this, what I'm doing it for. I'm so appreciative of my community and I don't want to leave them high and dry, but it's one of those things that like LA has really made me reevaluate what I'm doing with my life mm-hmm. and like what really brings me joy. Yeah. Do, have you had any insight into what some of those things are? I would love to. So I realized I love the creator industry as mm-hmm. a whole. And I think that there are a lot of things that could be done better. Absolutely. So <laughs> Understatement. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in talks with a couple of different people. I can't say too much right now, but I think there will be a lot of new things coming out that are going to be helpful for creators specifically Great. that we haven't had. And I would love to see a little bit more ownership of what the creators are doing with their time and like actually owning their community as far as like not having to rely on an algorithm in order to produce numbers in order to feed themselves. Exactly. And again, like I understand it's not you know, we're not doctors and things like this, but it's still a viable career. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that like, if this is what you're passionate about, then it should be taken somewhat seriously in in the regard of you're taking care of as a creator and you're owning what you're doing. And I would love to see more just ownership of what a creator is doing versus being at the hands of an algorithm and one that isn't always fair to people of color Mm -hmm. specifically. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And not having to rely so much on brands for income. Yeah, because that's just like having another boss. It is. And I love brands. I love all my brand partnerships. But it is one of those things like we've seen with, you know, this soft recession or whatever you want to call it. Like obviously the first thing to go is always a marketing budget. And so it's hard when not only is the creator world expanding and there's so many people, but to see budget cuts and then obviously less people are working. And so like how do you own your actual community versus like being at the hands of waiting on partnerships or, you know, incoming. Exactly. And it's, I mean, I've been in the creator space for a while and I think economically we're in an interesting time where brands are really wanting more for less. Yes. More deliverables, less money. Yes. Not really wanting to pay your rates, even if you're seeing improvement with growth engagement. And so just having other options of ways to communicate with your community or to bring in revenue is so important. Yes. And there needs to be more of a middleman between management Mm -hmm. and these influencers because I just, the disconnect is is so large and it's concerning that people are putting their fate in the hands of talent managers that Mm -hmm. aren't really working for them in the way they should. Absolutely. And it's kind of the wild west because it still is fairly new. For sure. That there's there's not as much regulation, standards, 
it's still a little loosey-goosey yeah. of an industry. <laughs> to, to put it lightly, <laughs> yes, very loosey-goosey. And I think that, you know, a lot of creators fall under the age range of like 28 and under. Mm-hmm. And so they might not be at a point where they have enough knowledge just yeah about their money and their income and what they're supposed to be doing. And like, there's nobody there that's like helping them with that. So I would love to just see more of if this is going to be a a career path for anybody and it's going to grow and it's going to be an industry that continues to grow. We have to be able to educate these younger creators on like how, how to manage their money. For sure. (laughs) Specifically. Right. I mean, especially creators who are really young and who are career creators. Yeah. It's different for us. We've had experience working in jobs with other businesses where we learn how a business works or we learn a sense of kind of professional maturity Sure. versus these creators who are teenagers or maybe in their very early 20s who never got that professional development and are now kind of operating as their own business. There's so much opportunity for education there. Yeah, for sure. So at this point, Notion is the glue that's holding my life together. I use Notion every single day to manage my business and life, and I'm so excited that they're now sponsoring the podcast because there truly wouldn't be a balanced Black girl if there were no Notion to help me manage it. I use Notion to write podcast scripts, manage our editorial calendar, share files and notes with my team, and track project status. It's an incredible all-in-one tool that streamlines your work and makes project management and execution so much easier because we can do it all in one easy-to-use tool. And what I especially love about Notion is that they're always looking for ways to make the tool even better. So today I'm excited to share that they just launched Notion Projects, which includes new powerful ways to manage projects and leverage the power of their built-in AI features too. Notion Projects combines project management with your docs, knowledge base, and AI so you can stop jumping between tools and stop paying too much for them because all of the subscriptions to different tools really add up. I've especially loved using Notion AI to streamline the brainstorming process for new content ideas and to help automate some of my tasks, freeing me up to feel more balanced. Do your most efficient work with Notion projects. You can try it for free today at notion.com slash balance. And that's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash balance balanced. And when you use our link, you're really supporting our show. It is a win-win. So go right now to notion.com slash balanced. Dehydration can really do a number on you. I know when I'm dehydrated, my energy levels are lower, I get headaches, and I have a hard time focusing. And sometimes when we're active or when it's hot out and we're sweating a lot, just plain water isn't giving us the hydration we need because we have to be replenishing the electrolytes we're losing. That's why I am absolutely obsessed with drinking Element. It is hands down my favorite way to get electrolytes in and I drink it every single day. Element is an incredible tasting electrolyte drink mix that has everything you need and nothing you don't. It contains a science-backed ratio of sodium, potassium, and magnesium, which our bodies need to stay hydrated, which helps us regulate hormones, absorb nutrients, prevent muscle cramps, and fight fatigue, which is especially important as the days get a little bit longer, it's warmer, and we're sweating a little bit more. So I love adding a packet of the fruity salts like grapefruit, watermelon, or citrus to my big water bottle full of cold water to stay hydrated throughout the day, or adding some of the chocolate salts to some warm water at night for a delicious hydrating hot cocoa. 
since adding Element to my daily routine, I don't get the dehydration symptoms anymore and I feel so much better. Plus, because it makes water taste amazing, I actually finish my water bottle and hit my water goals each day. Element is offering you a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order so that you can try all eight flavors to find your fave or share with friends when you're outside this summer. Get yours at drinkelement, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash balanced less. And this deal is only available through my link. So that is D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash balanced less. Plus Element offers free refunds, no questions asked. So you have nothing to lose by trying it out. So I would love to talk a little bit about like more You're fun smiling. Stuff. I'm like scared. No, no, no. Don't be scared. This is good stuff. Okay. Okay. About manifestation oh. and about just creating the lives that we want because you had a video, I think it was at the very beginning of this year, maybe at the end of last year, where you were talking about instead of having a vision board, you want to be the vision board. Oh, yeah. I loved that. Oh. And I've, yeah, that was a good one. What it was, was that a one? really good one. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> it was such a good one. I'm like, yeah, I need to do that. So how do you take what you put on the vision board or what you save to Pinterest and bring those things into reality in your life? A lot of things with manifestation, I think that the biggest thing with manifestation is that if you have never seen it mm-hmm. within the realm of your life or other people's lives around you, mm-hmm. it's really hard to call it in. Mm-hmm. So looking for, I use something called 2B Magnetic, which mm-hmm. is yes. through Lacey Phillips. Mm-hmm. And she talks a lot about expanders mm-hmm. and finding people who have the life you want yeah. and then seeing like, what are the connections that you can bring forth in your life? Because if you've never seen it in your life, it's really hard to call something in. Mm-hmm. So I think finding your expanders are really important. Yep. But again, I think a lot of people are like, oh, just make this vision board and then look at it every day. It doesn't work like that. Right. Like That's why it's like manifestation as a whole is something that needs to be a term that needs to be used so loosely mm-hmm. because you still have to do the work. Yes. And I've always been a doer. I talk a lot about like, I've always been a worker bee, mm-hmm. never been the smartest person in the room, but I'm the hardest one working mm-hmm. all, at all times. Mm-hmm. And I think you still have to do the work to right. get to where you want to go. And I think a lot of people just think, oh, you can just manifest. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. There's often such an action yes. component. And I think that's what trips us up yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. So finding expanders and then celebrating those small wins. Mm-hmm. I think like if you're yeah. not tracking what's coming into you, you'll always think that you're not doing it right or that nothing's coming to you. Like I just made a small list recently of like, I'm trying to get back into my manifestations and I am a big, big energy girl. Mm-hmm. I'm a little woo-woo. <laughs> People <laughs> are like, will meet me and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I can't touch you. Sorry. Like I have this You're weird thing with it. Water sign, Scorpio? Yeah, I'm a Scorpio. That sounds very watery. Yeah. Like just. <laughs> yeah, I'm very like, but I'm very emotional Scorpio. Like I talk about being, I'm very sensitive and people don't think that about me because in business I'm like X, Y, and like, no, 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 no. Like this, this, and that. But in my personal life, specifically yeah. in friendships, I am such a water baby. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, are you okay today? Like I'm that person. But I think making small lists, if you feel like you're out of alignment mm-hmm. with your energy is so important. I felt very out of my alignment recently. 
And, and just for like, I feel like there's been some negativity around me. Mm-hmm. So it's been really important to kind of reset yeah. and make little lists. And, you know, I already crossed off three things on that list that I made three days ago. So mm-hmm. it's like knowing that it's working too, yeah. like tracking your progress is so important. And I don't think people give themselves enough self-praise around that to yeah. be like, you're doing the things right. Or like even getting a, a perfect parking spot, mm-hmm. you know, like I was like, oh, I'm not going to find any parking today as I was going to Starbucks. I was like, I'm not going to, I was like, you can't think like that. Mm-hmm. You're going to find a perfect spot. And I yes. found one right in front of Starbucks. Yes. And it's like that, those little things, you know what I mean? They yes. might seem so small, but that that's the first step in order to start calling in the big things. I had such a similar experience this morning because I was going to get my hair done and it's usually like a straight shot, mm-hmm. one road that I take to get there. And there will be some times where it's like red light after red light and it makes me late. And then sometimes where it's like all green lights and I go right there. Of course I was running late. And of course I was hitting red light after red light. And I was like, oh, is it a red light day? Mm. And then I was thinking to myself, I was like, no, it's going to be a green light day. And then after that, I was hitting green light after green light by just kind of choosing to shift how I looked at it of like, at first I was like, of course, because I'm late, I'm hitting all these red lights. And I was like, no, it's not a red light day. It's a green light day. Correct. It's always a green light day. Yes. And sometimes we need to kind of reset and be like, okay, let's shift this a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And like the energies around you, it's really important to make sure you have yeah. the right people around you. And yeah. I think that can be really hard, especially in places like LA, right? Like you just have to keep perspective and make sure you know your whys. Like it all comes back to that for me. It's like, who do you want to be in this world? Yeah. And don't worry about anything else. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in situations where you feel your whys shift and has that been hard to navigate or do you feel like you would just kind of go with it? Definitely. That's something that's like coming up a lot. I think as I hit this point of all of a sudden I woke up one day and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be 35 Mm -hmm. this year. And at first it really freaked me out because I've never been on like the baby track. I was never, why all of a sudden am I looking at children and actually (laughs) liking them? Like no offense kids, like not my vibe. And I had to really reevaluate what my whys were around that specifically. And is it like, do you just feel like you're running out of time? So all of a sudden you feel like you're out of options and now you want that? Or is it something that maybe just took you a little bit more time to realize you wanted versus what people figured out in their mid twenties, you know, like I think everybody is on their own track yeah. and your whys do change, but maybe not in the timeframe that you are expected to from Mm -hmm. a societal perspective. And I think that can be very hard specifically for women, obviously, and having a lot of pressure on like what my life is supposed to look like at 35. Mm -hmm. And it used to be something that I danced around a lot. Like I would get on live and somebody would be like, Will you ever tell us how old you are? And I've definitely like <laughs> mentioned it other times, but like maybe not. And I realized that I also need to reevaluate what I am, the messaging that I'm putting out there too. Because if it's something that I feel embarrassed by, or then I'm not setting a good precedence for the people who are watching my content. Mm-hmm. So it's something I'm trying to be a little bit more transparent about, even though it is like been a little bit of a harsh reality for me to be like, because it's not necessarily how you feel too. Mm -hmm. And I think people are just, you know, 30s the new 40 and like, or or 40s the new 30, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and it's like, 
why does it matter? Right. But I feel like it's just such a social construct that's put on women specifically of like, you're at this age, so you need to do this. Yeah. But if you look at our male counterparts, it's not, it's not the same narrative. Right. And so I'm just sick of the narrative, but I also want to be proud of where I'm at in my life and not have to feel like I missed milestones. So that means that I'm unworthy or I'm not a person who deserves to maybe take a different route and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. I have felt very, very similarly. I mean, we're around the same age yeah. and I'm turning 34 this year and I'm like, okay, I was fine with being 30, but all these extra numbers after Correct. I'm like, wait, <laughs> the math, mathing because sure isn't. in my head, I'm still 30 because it was just cute and like that anchor number. And I'm like, no, we're getting that's different. And I found myself really judging myself from everything from how I look now to what I have and haven't done. And I also think that if you are a single woman in your 30s, if you don't have children by a certain time, there is just this kind of energy that sometimes people can have when they talk to you about that. Mm -hmm. And it's just is such a weird, it's kind of like an icky feeling that I'm wanting to just release, but I also recognize hiding from it yeah. doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that anchor number, like you said, like all of a sudden I was like, where'd this mid-30s come right. from? In, in what world? Right. Because your girl is is still out there having a great time. Right. Like, <laughs> and like, why shouldn't we? Right. And like, why is that weird? Especially in LA when the men are 45 and like doing whatever they do. Yeah. Why Why are you concerned with what I'm doing? Exactly. Mind your business. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't know about you. My 20s were absolute trash. They just- Trash? Trash. They were not fun. I didn't have that fun decade of like best decade of your life. I was just working. I was in relationships that weren't serving me. I was still in Seattle, which is, there's so many people in Seattle that I love, but that's just not where I feel- like I can really spread my wings. Yeah. Being kind of a big fish in a small pond is very uncomfortable for me. I would rather be in a big pond and be able to learn and grow and have other experiences. And so in my 20s, which I think is your time to kind of be in a big pond and do those things, I didn't get to do those things. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do them now. But then I'm like, okay, but I'm doing that now when I was supposed to be doing it 10 years, not supposed to, but it that's, feels like I was supposed to narrative. do it 10 years ago. Correct. So now... Then what's going to happen, you know, in five years if it's too late for X, Y, Z and I'm just having to be like, oh, well. Yeah. I think that I was always living. <laughs> I love that. Like, I, I don't love know why I'm you. like that. I would love to be but more like, like that. I mean, I worked hard. Mm-hmm. I worked very, very hard. I actually had a list of 30 things I wanted to accomplish by the time I was 30. Mm-hmm. And I signed the last agreement to join um, an advisory board for a tech company. I was the only, not only the only person of color, but the only woman Mm -hmm. on the board at the time. And I signed it two hours before my 30th birthday. And I remember having a mental breakdown for about six months after that because I no longer had the list to be my guiding force of what I wanted to do with my life. And honestly, I still feel the aftermath of that in some ways of like, I never made a list from 30 to 40. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden I'm hitting 35 and I'm like, what happened? So I definitely worked hard, but I was definitely somebody who was always a yes girl, Mm -hmm. which I think is a thing that people don't 
do enough, especially, and it's interesting as I'm a control freak. So it's funny that I was able to still just say yes to everything (laughs) and have so many wild experiences that like you just can't replicate. And especially before like social media, before like LA in 2011. I'm so sad that I wasn't here for that. A a dream. What a dream. I was on the beta test for Bumble because they like released it here first. What a time (laughs) to be alive. Like no social media. You just like went to parties in the hills and like nobody was worried about where it would show up the next day. Like it just wasn't a thing. Like it was the wild west Mm -hmm. of of the time. So yeah, I had quite a bit of fun in my my 20s, but I was also like a work hard, play hard. I was working myself to the literal bone. Well, 17-hour days. I yeah. Mean, that's crazy. Yeah. That was startup life back then. Yeah. And nobody cared. Yeah. So it was a, like you worked really hard, but you also had to play hard or you weren't going to make it through. Right. And yeah, I don't know. I just like – it. I think we would sit here and say, oh, I'm sad for you that you didn't have that time. But again, it's like going back to the whys – our wise change. Mm-hmm. And like now you're doing that now. And that's a beautiful thing. It's not this thing that you missed out on because you're still doing it. Yeah. And I think everybody just has a different timeline. And what is so wrong with that? Right. Like do what you want to do when you want to do it. Like I'm so sick of that whole thing. Oh, 100%. Like I just feel like I'm going to be that old lady who's still on dating apps at 56, <laughs> who's sitting at an American bar in New York and being like, honey, my seventh husband, like that's going to be me. <laughs> And that's fine. I love that for me. I love that for you too. There's nothing wrong with that. Because that's the just like rich in experience. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Like maybe it's a little wild, but <laughs> I am a Scorpio. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm really enjoying my life. And there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you aren't enjoying your life, what's the point? Yeah. But I do think it is unconventional to live that way. But I don't know. Somebody has to be that friend. I'll be that friend. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to assume the role of auntie. Yeah. Like the fun auntie, if that rich auntie would have to be. Absolutely. We're manifesting. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And something that I've also been thinking about kind of along those lines, and I know we touched on dating earlier, is that I'm just not doing it anymore. Oh, really? Just period, point blank. Stop. Just not. And then I'm like, okay, so if I – that's my decision. On one hand, it feels a little scary to feel like a door closes. But then on the other hand, I'm like, well, what can open up if I take the energy that I was putting into that and I put it into things that I actually enjoy or that make me happy or experiences that I want to have? Like what could that look like too? Yeah, and I think that's interesting that you say that because I've been really doing a lot of research and like case studies around – Women specifically in their 30s who operate from a masculine point of energy when they're in the workplace mm-hmm. and what that would look like if they didn't feel like they had to be there. Right. And I feel like that's what I've experienced in this year and a half of full-time creating is it's just been a culture shock into my feminine energy yeah. because I'm not acting from a place of masculine right. energy. Yeah. And I think it, we're all on a spectrum. We're all going to always have both. Mm-hmm. But I was in this fight or flight for so long that like I was just so concerned about getting the job done mm-hmm. that it just had so much masculine energy that that made dating a very interesting thing. Right. And now you I can't just, turn that off. You can't turn it off. Yeah. 
and it comes home with you, obviously. And that becomes, you know, an interesting dynamic depending on the partners you're choosing. Yeah. And then to date, I think the reason why I've been dating so much more recently is because I've been in my feminine energy and I've just been enjoying it. Mm -hmm. But I definitely feel like I'm getting to that point that you're talking about. And maybe that's LA dating specifically. (laughs) I'm like, all right, it's been fun. Like you said, what could I do with that energy? And maybe it's not bad to have a little bit of a more balance because I've been in such the feminine energy that Mm -hmm. I'd love to like I think that some people just have more masculine energy and I'm definitely one of those people and I haven't been using that. So it's like, what can I pour myself into that is not going to make me feel like I'm in fight or flight, right? but it is going to use that masculine energy that's actually served me very well in my life mm-hmm. and doesn't have to be such a negative connotation mm-hmm. when it's only negative, when it's the how a man perceives it or how right. a partner perceives it. Like, right. I think that, again, it's like about labels and putting too many labels. That's why I don't want to say it too much, but it is one of those things I felt the change, the shift in like being completely in my feminine mm-hmm. for the first time ever in my life. Yeah. And that's been like a wild journey. Yeah. And it has shifted not necessarily how I date, but how people perceive me, mm-hmm. which has been so interesting. Yeah. And like to be able to turn it on and off is just like fascinating. But I'm definitely like with you. I'm like, what would I do with all that energy Yeah, if I wasn't using it on dating? I mean, from my experience so far for the past, it's maybe been about two months that I've just been like, you know what? Not at all. And if I never do again, I will be fine. And it's been so peaceful. Oh, yeah, I bet. It's just been peaceful and quiet. And I'm like, I hang out with my friends. I Love read that. books. I spend lots of time outside. I'm about to be tra- – well, when this comes out, I will be traveling a bunch. No, she will be traveling. <laughs> and that to me – has felt really, really good. And it's yeah. felt better than endless conversations on apps that go nowhere or mm. like dates that I'm just like, I'm not enjoying myself. I'm not enjoying this conversation. I'm not enjoying this person's company, but I really enjoy my own company. And again, it comes back to the narrative. It's like the first thing I wanted to say was like, you know, what's going to happen is you'll meet somebody now that you're not doing that. But like, we don't even need to yeah. do that. I'm like, like, maybe not. And I'm- that doesn't need to be a thing. Like, we don't need to be like, oh, well, let's make this person feel better about what the decision that they made. It's like, no, that's a beautiful thing. Like, let's just celebrate that you are in that space. And like, that's such a thing to look up to for other people that might be feeling like, okay, maybe I need a break. You know, that's why I went and I was in Park City and I was not dating. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine like, a pretty small dating. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And so like, but that after coming off of that Nashville thing, right. it was so nice to take yeah. eight months pretty much off. Mm. Yeah. I think that there's definitely something to be said about taking breaks when you feel like you need a little bit of a break and also not to have to really answer to anybody else about the, ch- the decisions you've chosen for your life. Right. Exactly just getting to do things that you just plain want to do, I feel Mm. like is so rare for women. It's very rare, especially for black women Mm. where it's just, it's like, what do I want to do? What do I like? Yeah. What's interesting to me? And then to just do it. It's such a luxury when it shouldn't be, but it is. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't I just lean into that? Yeah. And I feel like as women, we take on our partner's ideas of what they want for their life sometimes, especially in when you feel like you're running out of time, Mm -hmm. so to speak, right? It's like this thing of you feel like 
okay, there's a smaller dating pool. Like it's like one of those things with musical chairs that there's like one chair left and you got to grab the chair. And it's just like, why do we do that? Because men don't cater to us in that way. Not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. So it's like we become, we start to lose our own identity and like what we want for ourselves. Yeah. And as somebody who was engaged and proposed to quite a bit of times in my 20s, I can tell you that you take on, like, it's like this weird thing as women, we can shape shift. And that's a great thing in some cases. But in some ways, I think that you can lose yourself in relationships, whereas men don't seem to have that same narrative, which is interesting. It's really interesting. If you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm a big advocate for having hobbies and learning a new language is an incredible hobby to take up. I've been practicing my French with Babbel and it's been such an effective, engaging way to learn. I took French in high school and college, but I got a little rusty and I wanted to brush up before visiting France earlier this year. And I've been hooked on Babbel ever since because it's helped so much. And you too can make amazing progress with your language learning through Babbel. And that's because Babbel actually works. So instead of paying hundreds of dollars for private classes or playing on apps that are basically glorified games, you can take Babbel's quick 10 minute lessons that are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language as soon as three weeks from now. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations, and their methods for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, so you're learning things you would actually say, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. It's no wonder why Babbel has sold over 10 million subscriptions, because it's real learning for real conversations. And they're offering a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. So you can get 55% off your Babbel subscription only for our listeners at babbel.com slash balanced. Get up to 55% off at babbel.com slash balanced spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash balanced rules and restrictions may apply. Just thinking about why that is. I mean, and I think a lot of it is very ingrained. Same with our names. I mean, you know, we're not even get to a certain point. You don't even really have your own identity Mm. anymore because you're supposed to take on this other person's. And I'm like, well, what if I just kind of want to exist? And if I coexist with somebody else, great. But why can't I be myself in that? Why do I have to be this other version of what I think they want. Exactly. Why do we do that? Yeah, I don't know. Also, as strong women, it's surprising that we do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just, Definitely. it's something that it's like the part of our brains that really wants to romanticize being this ideal partner for somebody. But like, what are they doing for you? Yeah. And it, is it to a point where it's unhealthy? Because I don't want to be someone's therapist, mother, nurse, all of those things all in one. 
I'm at a point where I just want to exist, like you said. And if you're not bringing something to the table that's going to make my life easier, sorry, I'm like over it. Like it's just not, I'm at a point where I've worked so hard that I am financially stable. I take care of myself. I've been on my own for a very, very long time. And it's just one of those things. I know what I bring to the table because it's also not a one-sided thing, right? So it's not like you're saying like, I'm not going to do anything for you. But like, (laughs) if you want to be on this, you know ride, then you have to do something. But it's more so like if you know what you bring, I think most women bring a lot to the table. Yeah. I think all women, I was going to say, like, I didn't venture out to say, but most women bring a lot to the table. So if we already know what we're bringing, it's like, what are they doing in return? Yeah. And I just can't sign up for something that's not, I've worked really, really hard to have a good quality of life. Mm -hmm. And so anything that I'm adding at this point needs to improve the quality Mm -hmm. of life. Nothing, I'm not signing up for anything that's going to produce my quality of life because I've been there and it just was not cute. Mm -mm. It wasn't worth it. No, especially in our 30s. We're not doing that. Yeah. And that's what I did spend my 20s doing. So now I'm like, for what? Yeah. Ugh, we give so much away as women. Yeah. To jobs, to people. It's just, no, I don't really want to. I just want to like- I'm really over it. Have fun and vibe out. Ugh, and travel. She's traveling. (laughs) (laughs) We love that for her. Which I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I spent a lot of time not leaving Seattle, girl. A lot of time. Really? Yes. Oh, so you were there. Oh, yeah. You said you were there. Yeah, I grew up there. I went to college there. I stayed there after college. I mean, I didn't move to LA till I was 30. Oh, this is your season. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't be in one spot that like didn't feel good for so long and then be in another spot for a couple years and then just never do anything. Yeah. Like I want to do all the things. I'm sad you're leaving, but I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I will be back. I don't know if she's gonna come back. <laughs> I will be back. Where am I going? Where am I going to go? Back to Seattle? <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, what if you end up loving? I don't want to say where you're going in the fall, but what if you end up loving where you go in the fall? I mean, I think I could love where I go in the fall. I think you're gonna Can I love... afford where I'm going in the fall? Yes, girl. Cause yes. <laughs> I'm barely affording here. Because that energy that you're not spending on it's dating true. is going to true go that. straight into your bank account. And that's and happened. You will be able. I'm I am a reader of people mm. and you will be able to. I don't think you're coming back. Really? Mm. That's so I'm a little like interesting like that we'll see i mean read i'm i'm open to all possibilities (laughs) you're not coming back (laughs) you're not but i love that for you i hate that for me but that means i'm coming too (laughs) yeah so come visit i mean no i'm moving yeah oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah we'll see how long i i make it in la i do really love the sunshine here it really has been a part of like my quality of life has gone up it's skyrocketed when i moved here i was like do i have a personality why am I happy all the time? I'd never felt like that before. And I remember my dad had called me a few weeks after I'd moved here and he's like, how are you doing? I'm like, I just wake up and I'm in such a good mood. I don't know what it is. He's like, well, you, this is probably more sun than you've ever had wow. in this like three week span. I'm like, huh? Yeah. You know, you're right. It's probably that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's just, I just walk my neighborhood all day. Yeah. I've become a speed walker. I wave to the, the little old ladies with the big sun visors. I'm like, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? I need one of those. Like, I'm just walking around and I've never been happier, honestly. But it's like, yeah, that's not reality. Like, I need to actually do something with that energy. But what a lovely, like sunshine really does it for me. It does. Sun baby over here. It's same. And so it's when you have had that, it is hard to not have it. Yeah. But I don't think you're coming back. Interesting. Well, yeah, let's do an update. I would love we'll to. See. Let's see. What- yes, because I, yeah, I think you're going to fall in love with it. 
And I've seen a lot of energies around me who are actually also going to the same place in the fall mm-hmm. and have said that they will be there. They don't live here, yeah. but that they will be going back to where they're. And I'm like, you're not going back. Like, I think yeah. we're going to see a resurgence of, of that area. Yeah. Soon. Of it coming back to life. Yeah. Of certain energies mm-hmm. that need to be there for bigger purpose. Interesting. Not me sounding like a little fortune teller. I love it. I mean, what else do you, what else do you see? Where's my crystal ball? Actually, last night I was, have you ever looked up your astro catalog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't don't really understand it. I saw the map and I'm like, wait, so what are these lines and what is this telling me? But a few of the lines did go to places that I'm traveling to this year. Okay. That's lovely for you. Mine are all like in like really random places like <laughs> Afghanistan. I'm like, okay. um, It's like, well, what can I do with But one was in Cleveland. I was like, okay, all right. That was a place where I did feel I got my first burst of like creativity yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, So I was like, okay, but like, yeah, my places aren't right. I, I'm not going to be a part of that narrative. Yeah. Because my places are not in like places that I would ever want to live. Yeah. But I love that yours are glamorous my- places. <laughs> Well, most of mine were outside of the U.S. It was – I did have a okay. line that went through California. Okay. So I'm like, okay, it makes sense that I come here and I yeah. just feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then I have maybe one other line in the U.S. that I actually think went through Phoenix, which is interesting because I do like – I also just have a lot of family there. And so okay. I think the times that I visit Phoenix, I'm with family and it just like feels good. So maybe that's why I have a positive association. But everything else is outside of the U.S. No other lines. Yeah. That makes sense, too. But I also don't know what it means or what any of the – because some of the lines could also not be good. So I'm like, I don't know. Do you know if you're a generator or like uh, – Manifesting you're generator. You're a manifesting generator? Yeah. Okay. What is your type? I'm a projector. Oh, so that's why – Yeah. I and I'm also – I'm like all the rare things. Like I'm also yeah. INFJ and only 2% mm. of the world. I'm is. an INFJ, too. Stop. Yes. This is why we get along. Yes. But yeah, I'm a projector. So that means that like I can't really start projects. Like I need things to come to me yeah. versus better. I need to know that people will accept what I'm bringing to the table versus like going out and starting projects. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what happened with TikTok is yeah. like – people were telling me there was a need for it. So I fulfilled that need. And now I've been like networking here, meeting new people. And they're like, oh, we have this need. You might mm-hmm. be able to fill this. Like I have to wait for things to be presented for me to feel like I can do the work. Yeah. And it's so good that you know that and that you yeah. can tap into that. Yeah. But it also means that I love to like lay around. <laughs> like, like I always wondered that about myself. It's like, why am I like not, I'm a really hard worker, but sometimes I literally just laying, laying Projectors around. Projectors get tired though. Yeah. Because you don't have that like sacral energy, like a generator right. or a manifesting generator. So right. it's, you need more time to recharge to yeah. do that amplification. Yes. So I've learned that about myself. I'm like, why am I such a doer? But then I'll just be in the house for <laughs> seven days and won't leave. And I'll be like, oh, it's just my you need to, you need to fill that back up. Yeah. I still haven't really figured out how to use manifesting generator energy because it's just like doing a bunch of stuff. Yes. All the time. All the which time. Which I do, but like not well. And so I'm like, okay. So what is Maybe just dialing back on a couple of things and figuring out like what your interests are. I think yeah. again, going back to your whys and like what really fills your club and then going from there. Like I'm such that's such an operator mind though. Like I just build out business models, but I do that as like for people. So oh it's okay. Like we gotta weird. let's chat offline. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'd be happy to do your business because that sounds amazing. I do that for a lot of people, and it's been helpful. So because I love following those things, yeah. but creating it, I'm like all over the place. Yeah, 
can't do it, but I can follow it. Yeah. Because then that funnels into how you choose to create and generate money into your system and into your energy. So it's like being able to focus that in and filter that in. And I've thought about that a lot of like, how do I bring that to more people? Yeah. Of like, I think a lot of people have a, a lot of amazing talents and ideas, but they don't know how to organize themselves. I'm seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an organizer of people. Yeah. So I, I think this is going to be your next jam if you decide to like wind down from content. Yeah. I didn't even think about like that. Amazing to educate people on. Yeah. Oh, look at us. I know. We had like a whole brainstorm. Yeah. <laughs> Simone, thank you so much for joining me. Before we wrap up, I would love to do like a little rapid fire favorites of just things that you're loving right now. Okay. Yeah. Let's see if I have it in me. (laughs) First thing that comes to mind. So first one would be your favorite wellness practice that you're loving right now when you need to recharge. Definitely journaling with meditation. Mm. So I have been, I just finished reading The Artist's Way. I don't know if you're familiar Mm, with it. And so the morning pages are essentially you write three pages of just rapid fire, anything that comes to mind in the morning. And and you're not supposed to go back and read it for, I think, three months. Mm -hmm. And I don't really like to go back and read my journaling anyway. And I was journaling one page a day for pretty much the last three years. Mm -hmm. So I do keep up with that. But these three pages, it's interesting because just when you think you've run out of things to say, other things that are just buried deep inside you end up coming out. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, oh, like that's why I have that anxious energy. And as somebody who has been anxiously attached Mm -hmm. in relationships for most of my life, just based off of issues I've had with my own personal family. It's really strengthened my secure attachment style in a way that's been so fascinating to see. And then to also just like make space for the fact that like, I don't know what I'm doing creatively right now, but Mm -hmm. it's super helpful to just put all my thoughts down on paper every morning. Yeah. And just be open. Yeah. That's inspiring me to get, I think I've made it to like week three of the artist's way. And then I get stuck. Yeah. Inspiring me to start up again. Yeah. It's really hard. And it's a lot of dedication, you know, those artist dates and things like that. I'm like, I'm skipping that. (laughs) My artist date was going to (laughs) Chick-fil-A. That was was it for the week. You feel inspired. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, oh, well, I listened. I ended up listening to one of your podcasts actually. And I was like, okay, yeah, that that works. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I'm honored. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Next favorite. Favorite beauty product could be hair, skincare, makeup product that you're loving right now. I'm in this weird phase of looking into what I'm using um, skincare wise right now because I am aging. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. <laughs> I'm like, why can I say that? to happen, it's still yeah. just like- I'm like, why can't I say that? Are. So right now I'm hyper fixated on finding the right, having the proper toolkit for starting the day off right and also going to bed. So like redoing my daytime and nighttime, but really focusing on what is underneath the skin. So Mm -hmm. I'm really looking into different sunscreens right now. I'm really looking back into my serums. I also think when you use the same product more than a year, like it just stops working for you. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a really good answer for that, but I've just been thinking about how important, especially being in Southern California, sunscreen is right now. So I'm on the hunt for, I've tried like seven different sunscreens right now. So I'll have to report back. I don't have anything that sticks out right now. Yeah. Please report back on what you find. It's a process. It's a process. I also didn't realize how much your skin changing impacts makeup and like how you do makeup. Oh, lately I put on makeup and I'm like, wait a minute, it's not 
Yeah. Things are happening. Yeah. I and exfoliating is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, shaving the face yeah. and like all the things are so important. And I think also it's just like the older I get, I notice that like whatever I'm eating, like the metabolism starting to slow down for the first time ever. I'm like, oh girl, better get those 10K steps in because <laughs> it's it's really affects my skin as well. Mm-hmm. And getting enough sleep yes, as an older person. I mean, that is such like a lie though, because I was at um IHOP at 2 a.m. yesterday or, or this morning. Tonight or that last yeah, night. So. <laughs> Let me not lie on camera. <laughs> But, but know, yeah, I need living. more sleep. You're I'm not living. looking great, but yeah. you, you look know, great. the you're night living. took a turn. So. <laughs> we can chat about that all. Yeah. I want to hear about you. Sure. I hope. <laughs> no, but that's so, so, so relatable. Other favorite, any favorite music that you're listening to? What is his name? Marlon? Do you know who this is? Oh, I don't think so. I love Spotify because it brings you the most random things on it shuffle. Will. And yes. it's like, I know J. Cole released a new song yesterday. Mm-hmm. I have not listened to it yet. But I think when you like put on J. Cole radio or mm-hmm. Wale radio or whatever, like I love Mac Miller because mm-hmm. hello, Pittsburgh. We, we love we love a good answer. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, and I think I had Mac Miller radio on and then he came on. I should look him up so I can tell you who it is. Yeah. Anyway, put us on because I don't listen to any music to, like, that came out after 2016. So I need to. That's do my problem too. I've started doing their little like discovery, where it brings you new to you songs. Marlon Craft. Marlon Craft. Marlon okay. Craft. I Check really. I feel like he's a mixture of Mac Miller and J Cole, mm. and I really just love. He has a lot of pot. And again, you know, and to be magnetic, Lacey says that you're not your brain is not strong enough to like, your subconscious isn't strong enough to like, if you're listening to negative music, yeah. it can't really distinguish that. And it's not that serious, but I do love his positivity he has mm-hmm. in his lyrics. And it's like very uplifting in a way. And like very, um, a lot of self-love in his lyrics. Okay. And I really like, I really like him right yeah. now. So that's who I'm loving. But yeah, I've, I've been stuck in Coachella 2014 my entire life. So I feel that. I just feel like as millennials, our music was really good. And I and that now I sound like such an old lady, like my generation. But I do feel like our generation got to grow up with and come of age to some really great music. Yeah, I agree with that. Like Kid Cudi. There's never going to be another Kid Cudi. Right. And you also just like had to be there. You had in, like, to be there. 2009. You had to be like, yeah, you had to be on Napster. <laughs> if you don't know that. I'm very old. You had to give the computer some serious viruses yes. to get your music. <laughs> and if you virus. haven't done that. <laughs> if you haven't done that, if you haven't put an away message up, right. don't speak to me. Right. <laughs> exactly. God. Last, last rapid fire fave. Favorite place to shop right now. Oh, I'm really loving Dish. Oh. Do you know Dish? I, I do not. It's an Australian brand. Uh-huh. And what I've been playing around with with fashion right now is like I'm pretty much classic. Like I don't I don't like to really do trends. That's mm-hmm. never been my thing. Yeah. But I'm really starting to play into what type of clothing works cut wise mm-hmm. for my body type. I yes. have a very short torso and very long legs. Mm-hmm. And so working within those different types of silhouettes mm-hmm. and what they are able to create for my body type has been pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I'm slowly kind of learning to do the same. I mean, I spent so much time exclusively in workout clothes mm-hmm. in my twenties exclusively in workout clothes. Yeah. And so learning how to actually dress in real clothes has been 
Oh yeah, we're journey. gonna we're gonna get the styling. You said you wanted to be styled. I, I would love to style you. I do want you to be my stylist. Not that you need it, but designer. I oh I, I need it. That's okay. <laughs> I, I accept. Feedback. I'm a life designer. That's what I'm gonna start saying. That'll be the new life coach. I'm a life designer. Designer. Yeah, that's a very LA thing. It it's is, a, a very LA it job. Does sound very LA. I'm a, oh, I'm a life designer. Okay. Yeah, I think that's there's a niche there. Could mean whatever you wanted to mean. Ooh. I mean, yeah. People just make up jobs these days. Again, like back in my day. They really do. We're just an account manager. (laughs) Right. I mean, especially here. Yeah. That's the thing. And I think back to my old corporate experiences back. I mean, I finished college in 2011. Back in 2011, I'm like, I'm 99% sure that job no longer exists. Wow. Because everything is so different. That's wild. We've been here. We've been on this planet a bit. A minute. A minute. A minute. A humbling experience. It is humbling, <laughs> but you're not coming back. You're not coming back. I'm just gonna. Keep... I'm. I'm really now. I'm curious. I'm like, uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So please let our audience know how they can follow and keep in touch with you. Oh well, if my accounts are still here by the time this comes, because <laughs> God knows what I'm doing. I, I don't know what I'm doing, but my TikTok is at Simone Alyssa and my Instagram is at Simone underscore Alyssa with two A's at the end. Amazing. And we'll make sure that all of your info is linked Amazing. in the show notes so that people can find you. Great. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's been so fun. Yeah. I mean, I know like podcasts are not your jam and they are not. I appreciate you being here. I, I loved every minute of it. I don't know what I said. So I said so much. Judge away people, but no. can't help it. It's all good. <laughs> Yes. Okay, all good, good stuff. Yes. <laughs>